You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. John, I think one of the most difficult things about working on your golf swing by yourself, you know, whether you get a lesson every once in a while or where you just, you're online and, and trying to improve your golf swing is accurately diagnosing what it is you need to work on. Everyone is one of the very, it's one of the most interesting questions we ask when golfers come to see us. And it's also the first question we ask, what have you been working on? What, what, what do you want to change in your golf swing? And the answers typically stem around one area of the swing. Yeah, it's either the downswing or impact. Right. They're always, you know, we do these golf schools in Orlando, and you know, when, when Mike and I are riding around, either getting more golf balls or headed somewhere on the on the course, we get to drive by the range a lot. You know, this massive driving range at Orange County National where we, we've been doing our schools. The public range, right? Yeah, the, the public range, yeah. and it's it. We usually kind of slow down and just watch for a minute because it's fascinating to see the the practice swings and the rehearsals, you know, 99% of them are based around like one foot before impact or rated impact. You see people, you know, driving their hands way forward or making some kind of cartoonish pivot with their body. And, and then they get up there in the next ball. It's nothing like it's almost not like, even yeah. remotely close. It, it's usually a, a fruitless endeavor to be trying to change that part of the swing. Cause usually all that is, is a result of the stuff that's come before. I mean, you're having to make those moves down by the ball. If you didn't make those moves, you would hit even worse shots. So you've trained all that stuff in down by the ball. And just to try to fix that normally is, is it doesn't get you anywhere except might even start hitting it worse. Uh, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we do a lot of um, talk and, you know, and pros versus AMs, right? one of our most popular video series. And, you know, we hear AMs come in every day and they don't like certain aspects of their swing, but that's no different than the pros. The, the pros aren't coming to see us because they're pure in everything and hitting it how they want to hit it or know they can hit it. They've got issues with their swings. And even when we think, well, that's a great looking swing, there's things in their swing they always point out that they don't like, right? So they're always working on their swing as well. And, what they understand probably better than most AMs is that the impact that you have has to be there to help you hit the ball at your somewhere at your target. It gives you the best chance. Exactly. Right? So when you look at impact and you see a flip or you see an early extension or whatever, those things are in there because of everything that led up to that one split second moment in time of you actually contacting the golf ball and trying to get rid of that without understanding the cause is like you said, you oftentimes will, you know, if you get rid of early extension, you're an early extender and the downswing, 
chances are you're going to hit it worse because you need that early extension to help shallow the club. Yeah, and that's one of those things that you see everybody at the range working on. They that's come like a buzzword, like lag, like early extension. You, mm-hmm. you got to get rid of it. So they, and and if, granted, it is something worth working on. But normally, it, it cleans itself up a little bit once you start getting the club in some better spots throughout the swing. And, and I will say this, you know, <clears throat> the club face, you know, where that club face is pointed as you're making a swing really does a lot of the times. That's why your body's making these movements mm. that you're trying to avoid. So, like, if, if we can just kind of start there. If you're diagnosing your swing and there's something you don't like, you know, what's the where's the club face pointed at different places in the swing? You know, if, if you have an over-the-top swing and you hate that, you know, you know, and anybody can see that, your friend can look at you from down the line and say, <laughs> hey, man, you're swinging over the top. I mean, you're aimed over there and your divot's over there. I mean, we know that that's an over-the-top. So, you know, the very next swing – you're going to be, okay, I'm not coming over the top of this one, right? I'm not coming over the top. And then, you you know, you somehow come a little more from the inside with the same club face that you had. Now you just hit that ball 100 yards to the right, and you blame your buddy saying, see, I wasn't, I wasn't over the top. Look, now I'm over to the right. So you're, tr- you're diagnosing something that's really not the fault, and we can kind of reel it back to the club face and maybe an understanding of where your hands need to be on the club to get the club face in a better spot, and then kind of what you're doing with the, the wrist angles too. But when you're looking at your swing, trying to figure things out, you gotta, you, you got to look at what the club face is and where the club is. Backswing, transition, early downswing, and then from there, if it's in a good spot, usually it's just a free will from there. But back up and look at the grip first, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I think that's a great starting point. Look at where the club face is pointing at – the key phases of the swing, not just impact, because I mean, again, you're dealing with a, a less than one second movement. It's all connected, right? Yeah. And if you think about the most perfect top of the backswing position you've seen, right? whoever your favorite player is, think about them at the very top of their swing. What most golfers don't understand, just from talking to them, is when that club starts down, it actually has to start looking away from the target. It's a hard one to get people's head right? around. And what do we see higher handicappers do? Start pointing the face out of the top to the target, which is an opening move. Yeah, and, or they slam it. Yeah. They, they twist it up there, and that takes it way steep over the top. they got to get comfortable letting that club head kind of get back behind them but still being square, and it's something you can learn. But you have to know what you're looking for. And, you know, we've got videos on that subject. But, again, if you don't know what video to look at, it's hard for you to fix your own swing. Yep. So one of the most common things we see with club face issues is from address to the takeaway. The shaft is parallel on the ground. So many golfers, because they have open impacts, right, open-faced impacts, they try to keep that face shut in the first three feet of the golf swing. And that, in some cases, almost guarantees their open face coming out of the ball. Yeah, because they go so shut. I mean, it, I, I feel for people because it, it would make sense mentally to do that, right? You just kind of keep it shut and, yeah, and swing it, through. Just keep it straight, right? Right. right. I, I remember a guy years ago, He, I grew up playing with him, and he, he had a, I think he had a case of the shanks one day, and he got into this, like he called it square to square. I th- right, I mean, it was a right. thing back in the day, I think. And he just kept the face completely pointed, twisted at, ball the whole backswing it takes quite a contortion and uh it's one of those things like he had the right amount of sprinkles on it that one first day that he did it you know 
magic dust. He shot like, oh, this is it. You know, this <laughs> is the square to square. And a lot of times it's funny. Um, that first couple days that you do something, even if it's not quite right, it might mask another problem just enough to where you play a little better or you have a me- better mental outlook because you have something different to do that day. But if it's not really if it's just a Band-Aid fix, we call them, it's really not the right fix. It just kind of masks something else. A lot of times, the more you do that, now that becomes a major problem. So then he got into this thing where, I mean, he couldn't hit the ball knee high because his face was so shut and it was coming down so steep. He, he went down this rabbit hole and it basically it drove him out of, get, out of playing almost, right? Because was, there was nobody at the time to really, I wasn't teaching. I was just a kid back then. Uh, but I knew that wasn't the right way, right? Because <laughs> I mean, like, I'm watching golf. I've never and, seen guys do that before. Yeah, I mean, even when I was a kid, I had a, my grandfather's video camera with a VHS tape. You know, I would I would record my swing, and then I would record the tour events, and I would be looking <laughs> at what I'm doing. And I knew that that wasn't it, you know. And, and he, again, right back to where we started, he just didn't know what the fix was. And, and golfers, they'll try anything. And the worst thing you can do is try everything. You try this video on YouTube and that you think that didn't work. Then this other guy, you tell, watch his video, then you think, well, that didn't work. Well, it's not that they didn't work. It probably wasn't the right fix for what you needed. And that's the hard part about getting better at golf to know exactly the thing you need to work on next. And that's the mark of a good teacher. I feel like. Yeah. And you know, I think what you're talking about is, is something we see all the time. So you have, you know, what, what's that little thing you see on, office desk you're used to see on office desk that has the little metal click, ball and it kind click, of pendulum kind of thing that yeah, clicks back and like forth. like a perpetual momentum type. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. So the golf swing is very similar to that. You've got when that metal ball swings to one end, all right, that's one end of the spectrum. Then it goes through the middle. Then it comes back to the other end of the spectrum. Golfers will always swing right from one end of that spectrum to the other. Literally. And they're often trying. And we even see this in instruction where – where for a while guys teaching a really heavily lean left front side pivot. And then, all right, then other players are doing that and they're struggling driving the ball. Then we're going to teach this hang back kind of spin, squat and spin mm-hmm. pivot. And then between shifting to those two patterns, you hit pretty good because you swing through the middle where everything's kind of normal, right? Then you eventually swing too much to the other side. And golfers hear things in opposites. Like whenever we say – don't leave your arms passive and turn from the top. One of the first comments is, so what you're saying is I need to pull down and I, not use my body. I know. It's like no, that's not what that. we're saying, right? So you don't hear things in opposites or don't view your swing in opposites. If you have an open club face, right, the fix for that at impact, the fix for that is not a dead shut club face, club face at the takeaway, right? It's finding that neutral. It's that bottom of that arc for that metal ball. And that's so true. you got to – just make a neutral swing. Because one thing that will start to happen is you will start doing what you practice. Yeah. And that can be a dangerous thing. I don't know. I don't remember where the story came from, but I don't remember the player. But he was a good player. I, I think he played on some mini tours and stuff. And he's always said he had, he, he, over the years, he had two teachers. And 
And uh, <laughs> he, when he was, he, he would go to teacher A, who was like a really left kind of leaning right, right, teacher, right. and he'd play good for about a month. And then he's like, oh, shit, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And he'd go to his other teacher, not telling the other one. Right. And then he would go to him, who's more of like a you know shift off the ball, and he'd play good for a couple of weeks. He's like, oh, man, this ain't, this ain't working. And he'd go back to the other one, and he would said, you know, there was a two-week span between those two. Where he would play some good golf, but it guess it probably didn't dawn on him, you know, two yeah. years later that like he was the main problem. <laughs> he needed to pick someone a little more in the middle as far as teaching, because you've got, you know, you've got your, you know, left leaning, and you've got your like Jimmy Ballard style, and, th- and those two, right, are the opposite ends of the of the swing spectrum. And, and normally you do pretty good and try to end up somewhere in the middle. I mean, I got, <laughs> yeah, we do the in, uh, YouTube shorts. Yeah, the little short videos, and I think our last one was um, it was about shifting off the ball and you know putting the line on the outside of the leg, which mm. shows guys moving through that line. And you know you're always going to get uh, YouTube is a funny place for comments because you always get the guy who Golly. knows all about the swing by looking at old grainy Ben Hogan footage, and Bobby Jones, right? You know, just the grainy footage from the odd angles. You know, he chimed in saying, you know. Ben Hogan and Mike Austin never shift off the ball. This is wrong, this and that. And I said, well, actually, they both shift off the ball. Mike Austin pretty noticeably. And then he fires back. Well, they, they all shift off some, but not a lot. <laughs> I was like, nobody's saying a lot. I mean, We're just saying shift off the ball. It's like having a mindset of, you know, one extreme or the other, you're leaving out, you know, between those two extremes, you're leaving out the overwhelming majority of what good players do. You know, if you want to try to copy DJ's left wrist at the top because DJ does it, you're ignoring a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of great players that don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. you can do it at your own peril. And and that, what you said about YouTube is the good and bad about social media and golf in general because now everybody seems to be like a teacher. You know, they, they can watch they, – they might not be able to break 150 on their own, but they know exactly they'll come in and comment on other people's videos, and it's part of the issue because they, they're really not qualified to do that, and it can take some people down the, the wrong roads. Well, just not understanding camera angles disqualifies yeah. most videos that are online. And videos by, I mean, videos of golfers hitting shots, swing videos you see on TV. I mean, it's the only sport where I feel like everybody thinks they know – how to fix the next guy. Everybody plays. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I didn't think of right? it like that. Everybody plays. And you don't have to be a LeBron James specimen to play professional golf. Yeah, so that that, that that's part of it. It's like I don't go to the Atlanta Braves game thinking I'm going to tune up the guys. <laughs> yeah. I can hit that fastball. <laughs> hey, uh, can I get his phone number? I, I saw him, you know, he, he had his trail his elbow a little low to so right, get there. Right. Look, can I help him? I know how to fix him. He, but no, everybody's got an opinion that. on the golf swing. You wouldn't even think of doing that, but you're right. Everybody does, and, and to the point where they actually, it's like they really think they'll correct us. Who all we do is this is all we do: measure golf swings, look at golf swings, measure golf swings with 3D data and force with plays. video playing. Yeah, so we got we have a pretty good understanding of what goes on, at least more than the guy that shoots a hundred and he's a, kind of a weekend warrior and he's looking at greeny you know, old footage of golfers, which is fine. It's just, it's the nature of the beast. And again, it's why a lot of people have a hard time figuring out what they need to work on because everybody's got an opinion about what they need to do. 
and you know, I, I remember through the years giving lessons being like, listen, what I'm telling you here is, is kind of goes against the grain of what normal people think happens in a swing. Right. Cause uh, you know, I, you, you, but let's say for example, come someone comes in and they're, oh, they're, they're trying to lag the club too much. Right. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. pulling on it, cocking the wrist back wide open club face and they can't square it, and they're upset because they're hitting balls to the right for a right-hander. And I'm telling them, listen, you're, you're over-lagging a club. you got too much lag here. You know, the average player is this and that. I show them on 3D. I show Oh, them. that makes their head come off. So, Over-lag. So, first of all, they're like, this can't be a thing. Like, I've been told to do this my whole right. life. And I was like, listen, you're going to go play with your buddies. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you what's happened. you got your money game tomorrow, let's say. <laughs> You're going to go play with your buddies. You're going to hit a couple squirrely shots because I'm telling you to do something different. And you, you're going to say, well, Sean told me, I'm, you know, I got way too much lag. And one of them is going to be like, well, that's not even a real thing. You can't have too much <laughs> lag. And you're going you're gonna to be tempted right. to go back to your old swing. And, and I would give that talk. And I think it helped over the years because I, I just knew that that was something that would keep hold people back is the opinions of others or what you're working on, especially when they don't understand it and they didn't take the lesson. So it's a hard, it's hard right now, you know, with so much information on the internet for people to just dial into exactly what they need to work on. You know, but it's always been there when we were doing the podcast with, with Hal and Chase, he, uh, Hal said he learned very early that if he wanted to actually do work on a swing and make a swing change, he would get away from every person. He called it the peanut gallery. He said you got the peanut gallery. He's always got opinions. And if you, if you want to be exceptional in what you're doing, the first rule is don't do what everybody else is doing. That, right? That's a good point. So when you go to the range and, you know, everybody's hitting it, you just rake and beat, rake and beat, rake and beat, and you're trying to work on something and you're going to hit some bad shots when you're doing something new and your buddies may start laughing or giggling. Yeah. like took a lesson, it looks like. Yeah, you know. You're going to bail on it. You're going to bail because everybody's ego gets bruised and nobody wants to be the worst guy that day in the ring, you know. It's First of all, nobody really cares what you do. Yeah, but right. but you care if they're laughing. Right. That's something you got to get through yourself. Yeah. So, you know, set an environment up that you can improve on. I know this kind of got off the rails, but it's good talk. I mean, it's it makes sense. It's, it's just things that we see every day, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, diagnosing your swing, start at impact, first find out where the face is going. If you got a launch monitor, that's great. You can see kind of the start direction of the ball is super helpful. You know, have somebody help diagnose that. The height and, of it. And then start working backwards from there. Don't think that particular moment is the issue. Because mm-hmm. we see guys on the on the range every day trying to fix that particular moment with no success. It's, it's a, it can be a fruitless endeavor. It could be in the takeaway. It could be farther back. Video your swing from a good camera angle. So from down the line, that's hands height, right behind the hands, face on 90 degrees to you. And start to see where the swing doesn't look right. Right. Yeah, I mean, You've seen enough golf swings. Exactly. If it doesn't look right two feet into the backswing, don't ignore that saying, well, I don't hit it in the backswing because that affects how you get into the top. The top affects how you come out of the top, and that starts to create all your issues and impact. So try to look at your golf swing as if some a buddy of you sent you their swing. Don't try to look at your golf swing with all of the hang-ups and insecurities that we all have looking at our own stuff on video. Yeah. Right. Try to look at it as objectively as you can. Show it to your pro, get his advice 
and, and really kind of detach your emotions from what you see. And don't be afraid to look at setup and the takeaway to fix impact. We do it all the time. Yeah, and you can say, well, this player does this and this player does this. It's always going to be outliers. You're trying to trying to build something that is kind of bread and butter so when it gets off track, you know how to put it back together. That That's our whole thing with it. Don't look at what two tour players do. Exactly. Look at what the other 198 do. And you'll know how to you'll know what to put back together when it falls apart. Right. If you've got kind of a specific area, you know the club needs to be somewhere in here in this part of the swing, somewhere in here. Shoot for neutral, not the extremes. Exactly. And it's it just goes a long ways, especially when you're practicing and trying to get it on the rails again. It's like, okay, when I'm playing well, I get the club in a pretty good spot in the takeaway and the club face is pointed, you know, in a strong position. It's not rolled inside and open. Right. Well let me let me go back to that. I know that that is something I can do that's going to help. So um, that was a long way of saying try to figure out exactly what the issue is. You might need to go take a lesson to do it, take an online lesson with us, get on our website, come to a golf school. We'd love to help you.